My name is Matthew Becker. I'm a husband, a level one CrossFit trainer, a CrossFit affiliate owner, personal trainer, Olympic lifting coach, lawyer, blogger, employer, mentor. Oh, and I own a retired racing greyhound. I have a lot on my plate and I gotta keep moving forward. In business, they say if you aren't growing, you are dying. So to keep moving forward, I have to improve by 1% every day. It's called the aggregation of marginal gains. It requires me to optimize my life as much as possible. On the Stronger Revolution podcast, I share strategies with you so that you can improve your life by 1% every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Stronger Revolution podcast. My name is Matthew Becker, as the intro said. And before we get into today's topic, please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and a review so that you can share your experience and enjoyment of the show with others who may be finding it and considering giving it a listen. If you are listening to us on Spotify, please hit follow so that you get that little blue dot every time we release a new episode so you can see when it's time to listen to some new knowledge. All right, getting into today's topic. Today's topic is going to be something that I've alluded to for quite a while now. It's probably one of the episodes that I've been looking to most um, to finally get to share. It is on morning and evening routines. Before we get into really talking about specifically what a morning and evening routine is, let's set a picture of what most people do, specifically when they wake up in the morning, then maybe we'll talk a little bit about what they do when they prepare to go to bed in the evening. But I would say the average person who gets up in the morning with no morning routine does something like this, right? Let's say they've got to be at work at 8.30. 7.30, their alarm goes off, they get up, they hurry up, they maybe eat a little bit of breakfast, maybe. They get their clothes on, if they've got kids, they get them ready for school. If they got the dog, they feed the dog, kick it outside to go to the bathroom, bring it back in. Seven o'clock rolls around, or um, eight o'clock rolls around. They get in the car, they drive as fast as they possibly can. They get in the office, they start their day of work. Okay, everything that they do from the time that they wake up to the time that they walk into the office to continuing through their day at the office and even right before they go to bed is reacting to every stimulus that comes out them throughout the day. They react to the alarm clock that wakes them up in the morning. They react to the dog that needs to eat and go for a walk. They react to the kids that they have to make sure that they get ready to go to um, school. If they have any time at all, they've watched the news and they're now reacting to the news of the day. They've probably picked up their phones at some point and checked it to see what emails or text messages they got over um, overnight. But bottom line is the entire time the brain is in a bit of a high-level panic from the moment that alarm probably goes off really loud and gets them up out of bed. Or maybe something like this happens. They have to be at work at 8.30 in the morning. Their alarm goes off at 7.45. They hit the snooze. The alarm goes off at 7.55. They wake up. They're in a panic. Oh my gosh, I just slept through my first alarm. I hit the snooze. I didn't even think about it. Now I got to get to work. They hurry up, throw their clothes on, brush their teeth, off to work they go. There's been no thought process about what's going to happen during the day. They didn't even start with a breakfast. 
Maybe they grabbed something to eat on the way to work, but it's not going to be something that's terribly healthy, right? And now again, they're stuck. Maybe they're checking emails on the drive-in, um, but they're reacting now to everything that comes after them throughout the day. Let's jump to the evening. So most people, I would say, are probably going to look like this when they get home before they go to bed. They get home from work. Maybe they're cooking their own meal. They're probably picking up something on the way home from work. They sit down and plop down in front of the TV. They turn on the news or whatever sitcom they want to watch. Maybe it's something on Netflix. They eat while they're watching TV. They finish watching TV. They brush their teeth. They go to bed. There's no reflection upon the day. There's no routine that sets them up to get ready to go to bed. There's a really good possibility that what they're doing is probably sitting down in front of their computer or sitting on their phone and checking emails one last time, checking some text messages one last time, sending some emails or doing something else one last time before they go to bed. Then what they do is they lay down and they spend the next 15 or 20 minutes while they're trying to go to sleep thinking about what they just did as far as work was concerned, thinking about what they've got to do tomorrow, thinking about the email that they just sent, wondering how the people who received the email are going to react to the email, making sure they got everything done, or laying down in a panic, knowing that they've got to get up and get right back to work the next day. So this has two consequences, this lack of morning and evening routine. First, it doesn't allow these individuals to focus in on what is important to them, what those goals and different things are throughout their day that are going to allow them to improve their lives by 1%. And two, it keeps you in this state of, I often like to refer to it sort of as, as a state of panic or the state of high stimulation all day long, and then they can't get the proper sleep that they need in order to wind down from that so they can at least try to have a productive day the next day. And they're always in this high state of stimulation. So what we do is for those of us who have this very defined outline, right? those of us listening to this podcast who are trying to make positive changes in our lives so that we gain control of our life and we can start to improve our life through the aggregation of marginal gains to live that much closer to our purpose, is we have to start a morning routine and an evening routine. What this does is it bookends our day to allow us, one, to set an intention and do other things in the morning routine, and two, wind down and reflect and do other things in the evening routine. And so then between the evening routine and the morning routine, we're getting the best sleep possible that allows us then to get up the next day finish our morning routine, and have the best, most productive day as possible. A lot of what we're going to talk about today, you'll notice this theme of things get very circular. One impacts the next, impacts the following, that comes a rack around, and impacts the first. Okay, so things get very cyclical with our morning and evening routines and everything else that's in between. So before we really start talking about why we need a morning routine, Let's define what a routine is just so we're all on the same page. It should be pretty obvious. And yes, a routine is basically exactly what it sounds like. Something that is done on a regular, consistent basis with a purpose. Remember, we have to have a purpose for doing this. If there's no purpose, there's no reason to do it. 
Another reason that we establish a morning and evening routine is because as we organize our lives in a more productive manner and a more purpose-fulfilled manner, there's a lot of things that we have to start to pay attention to on a daily basis. Last episode was how to start to get all of the various tasks done that we have to do throughout the day. And we suggested things like doing brain dumps down onto uh, paper, into a journal, onto a computer, whatever it is, so it doesn't all stay up in your brain and it doesn't start to cause cloudiness trying to remember everything that you have to do. If our morning and our evening routine is not something that becomes a routine, then it's just something else that we have to remember to do during the day. If we can set a routine, a regular, consistent plan, something that happens on a regular, consistent basis, then it becomes an advantage to our day that we don't have to think about. So by setting a morning routine, I've now set step-by-step something that I know is going to set me up to have the most productive, active, and successful day I possibly can without having to think about it. I have improved my day with no prior effort to myself or no future effort. Same thing in the, the evening. Establishing a solid evening routine allows me to wind down from the day and prepare to go to sleep so I can get the best sleep possible so I can wake up the next morning and have the best day. But I don't have to think about it. My mind is wound down and all I'm doing is going through intentional, mindful steps. And I don't mean that to be contradictory. We don't have to think about it, but it's still mindful. It's still things that are benefiting us mentally, but it's on a regular basis so that I know step-by-step what I'm going to do before I go to bed. So why do we need a morning routine? Um, During my research for this episode, I was trying to write down some different ideas as to why we need a, a morning routine, and I was putting them all together, and I was looking at a couple of different websites in order to help me get this organized. And I came upon a website. um, It was called Thrive Global. And the offer of the website has a book out there um, that if you want to review and look at that you can, because these concepts come straight from that book. But the book is The Habit Launch, The 10-Step Formula to Tailor Routines You Love to Perform and Skyrocket Your Well-Being. It's by a guy by the name of Gregor... Hmm... Moniusco, to spell that it would be M-O-N-I-U-S-Z-K-O. So if you want to look that book up, if some of this stuff is interesting to you, check it out. You can do some further reading on it or just go on Google and, and start searching for morning routines. There's plenty of information out there. But he lays down on one of his blog posts what he considers to be three little-known facts about the benefits of a morning routine. And I liked just the organization of it because he sort of took these overarching things that I was thinking about a lot and writing down a lot, and he put them down into sort of three very succinct um, things uh, that he believes are why we need a morning routine, and then I was able to expound upon those. So the first thing he says is that a morning routine allows us to start our day right. And what what I take this to mean is that a morning routine allows us to set an intention for the day. A morning routine that sets an intention for the day is so important because when we attack the day with an intention, then we automatically have a purpose within that day. 
So again, go back to the last couple of episodes. We're setting goals throughout our day. We're starting to structure our day so that we know that the things that we have to get done in order to reach our goals are automatically scheduled within our day. A good morning routine allows us to set the intention to get that task done. If I know that what I have to get done during the day then I can intend on getting those things done. I'm not getting to the office and then figuring it out. I'm not turning on the TV and having a whole bunch of information coming at me that may or may not distract me from those things that I have to get done. I'm setting the intention first and then I'm going out with that intention to get it done before anything else distracts me. A morning routine that allows me to start my day right means I'm getting organized. The examples that I provided at the earlier episode of what people probably look like who aren't using a morning routine, these are going to be people who come to the office, you might see them when they arrive and they just look like they're so disheveled that they have no idea what's going on because they're not organized. A good morning routine is going to allow you to wake up, take time to set that intention, and then possibly even write out something like a to-do list. We'll talk about that in, in a couple of minutes. So it allows you to get organized for your day. It allows you to take control of your day. You're taking control and being proactive in your day and not reacting to everything. There's big themes in morning routines. We are being proactive, not reactive. I'm going out into the world when I'm ready to because I've taken control of my day and accomplished A through D or E before Anything else can enter my brain and start to distract me. A good morning routine allows us to accomplish a lot of things, setting new habits, etc. when our willpower is the highest. This is the second thing that, according to this Thrive Global, very few people know about a morning routine. And what the author means by this is when we wake up in the morning, we are well rested, our mind should be cleared, thanks to our evening routine, And now we can use the morning time to set new habits in our day because our willpower is the highest. Oftentimes when we're trying to set a new habit, it requires us to get rid of an old habit, something that probably has become routine or else it wouldn't necessarily be a habit. And the best way to overcome a bad habit is to replace it with a good habit. We'll talk more strategies about this when we talk more about habits themselves, But for now, just know that in order to overcome a bad habit, you have to replace it with a good habit. That's probably going to require you to have some level of willpower. Let's say you want to, I don't know, stop eating junk food, right? You are going to have a temptation to eat that junk food. In the morning, your willpower to avoid that is going to be the highest. As you go on throughout the day and more and more stuff starts to enter your brain and distract you, your willpower reduces. So, A morning routine is a great time to start to set new habits because it's the most powerful time during the day to overcome bad habits. A morning routine with this willpower and setting the day also allows us to set a regular circadian rhythm. We're going to talk about this again in in evening rituals, but um, our circadian rhythm is a rhythm that our bodies naturally fall into sort of as we go through our days with energy, when we need rest, when we're up and active. Anybody who starts to wake up at a regular time every day, which is part of a good morning routine, 
is going to notice that even if they deviate slightly from that morning routine, they're still going to wake up at that time. For example, let's say that you decide as part of your morning routine that you're going to sleep or get up, sorry, you're going to get up every morning at 5.30 in the morning. And then come this summer, you go on vacation and you don't set an alarm for 5.30 in the morning. There's a very good chance you're still going to wake up at 5.30 in the morning. Why? Because your internal circadian rhythm is used to getting up at that time. So you're automatically going to wake up. You may be able to go back to sleep, but you're automatically going to wake up at that time. We are living our best lives when our circadian rhythm is on a regular, consistent time period. We get off of that when we wake up at 6, then we sleep till 9, then we go to bed at, at 9, then we go to bed at 10, then we stay up till 2 o'clock in the morning, then we sleep until 7.30 the next morning. You know, And we're constantly up and down, up and down. Our bodies can't get into this regular rhythm. And it's going to be a hard time for us to function at our peak. And finally, the author says that we are predisposed to ritualize in the morning. And this kind of goes along with the willpower thing as well. So in order to create a habit, there's three common steps that have to be present in any habit. You have to have a cue, you have to have a ritual that you carry out, and you have to have a reward that you give yourself for carrying out that ritual. It's the best way to form a habit. Once again, we'll talk about that in the future, but for today, know those three things. Cue, ritual, reward. As we go throughout the day, the necessity of that reward in forming a new habit goes up. When we wake up in the morning, we have a lot of willpower in our brain. We're nice and fresh and ready to hit attack the day. Cue ritual, another ritual, another ritual, another ritual. Now we need a reward. When we go to get ready for bed and we're trying to come up with evening rituals, those habits are going to be like cue boy, I really need a good reward in order to get through this ritual, okay? Because as we go through the day, it becomes harder. But as a morning routine, this is a great time to start to form those new habits because we can put multiple rituals together before we ever need, if we even need, a reward at the end. Turning away from morning rituals, let's start talking about some evening rituals. Similarly, I went out during my research and I started looking at some different websites to help me organize the needs and the characteristics of an evening ritual. And a lot of this um, helped me organize from a website called Lifehack. Lifehack is a, a website that's out there that's pretty good for just any sort of these topics that we talk about on a regular basis. Um, but they, have a, they had a really good, concise article on evening rituals. So let's talk about why we want an evening ritual as we've touched a couple of times on the show already, an evening ritual allows us to prepare ourselves to have restful, high-quality sleep. In Ben Bergeron's opinion from Chasing Excellence, sleep is the number one factor that is going to influence our life in the most positive way. If we look at all the different factors of our life that we have control over, whether it be diet, exercise, sleep, recovery, Right? All of these things that we have control over, sleep is number one. Ben Bergeron says you need to get sleep over just about anything else. If it means you're getting sleep versus you're getting up and getting in a good workout, or if you're going to get four hours of sleep and get a good workout, or you're going to get eight hours of sleep and no workout, go with the sleep. Not on the long term. Okay, You eventually got to fit that workout in. But on the short term, go with the sleep. 
there are studies out there that say um, that individuals who get less than six hours of sleep for two weeks straight automatically become pre-diabetic. Sleep is very important, and we need to have restful, high-quality sleep. If we don't have good sleep, that's going to set the tone for the next day because now we wake up in the morning sluggish and tired, and we're playing pretty much catch-up through the entire rest of the day, trying to use other various stimulants like caffeine and everything else just to wake ourselves up enough that we can be productive. In order to start an evening routine, we need to start separating ourselves from the things that cause us stress. At some point, we have to stop working and we need to start our evening routine, separating us from that stress. And when I say stress, I mean pretty much anything that we're reacting to. A lot of this is going to include our screens, right? Phones, tablets, laptops, TVs, things that are coming into our brain and that we're reacting to in some way, shape, or form. Whether it's email, you've heard before that every time we get an email, we get a little bit of a dopamine spike in our brain. Every time we get a dopamine spike, our stress levels go up. Whether those are positive or negative stress levels, they go up. Okay, We need to bring that back down in order to have a restful, high-quality night's sleep. An evening ritual is going to allow us to wind down our brains. Anybody who has gone to bed and just laid there and they couldn't go to sleep because their brains were running a million miles an hour or they kept waking up throughout the night thinking about the same thing that they were thinking about when they went to bed and they just can't seem to shake it, this is somebody who hasn't allowed their brains to wind down enough before trying to go to sleep. So an evening ritual allows us to do that. An evening ritual also allows us to reflect upon the day. If we are actually trying to effectuate change in our lives, we cannot do that if we aren't reflecting upon the decisions that we made throughout the day in furtherance of those changes. I'll see this a lot of times when I am trying to uh, make decisions, whether it be at the gym or at the legal office, or I have something very important that I have to talk to a client to, or maybe I have to fire a client, right? Something very difficult um, that I need to work through in my mind. I have core values that I'm going to try to use in order to help me reach the proper decision, what I think is to be the most just and virtuous decision that I can come to in that particular situation. If I'm not spending time reflecting upon the decision that I just made, then I have no way of effectuating change whether I think that was the, the best decision or not in the future. I'm never going to get it perfect, but I can get it closer to perfect if, all I, if what I can do is sit down at night and reflect upon some of those decisions. And most importantly, perhaps, an evening ritual allows us to set the tone for the next day. I said this gets cyclical, right? If you're going to have a good next day, then you have to have a good night before. If you go to bed relaxed, chances are you're going to wake up relaxed. If you go to, go to bed upset and stressed, you're going to wake up upset and stressed. So if you don't have a good evening ritual and you're going to bed thinking about things that you have to do the next day, you're going to wake up thinking about those same things. You're not going to get a very restful, high-quality night's sleep. And finally, a good evening ritual is going to allow you to clear your mind of the tasks that you have to do the next day. Once again, how many of you have laid down to go to sleep and maybe you read a book or something right before you go to bed 
and you start to get tired, you put the book down, you lay down, and you're laying in bed, and you're trying not to think, you're trying to go to sleep, and all of a sudden you're like, oh crap, I didn't send that email today, I've got to send that email tomorrow. But you don't want to get up out of bed, because if you do, you're going to wake yourself back up. You know you got to get to sleep, because you got to get your sleep before you wake up the next morning. So instead, what you do is you lay there in bed, and you just think, and you think, and you think, I got to send that email tomorrow, I got to send that email tomorrow, I can't forget to send that email tomorrow. That's going to start to impact your sleep. But one step that we can take during a good evening ritual is to sit down and make sure that we start writing down things that we need to do the next day. If you haven't already brain dumped into your regular scheduled routine, um, whether it be a journal or a calendar or whatever it is that we talked about in the last episode, then this is a good time during your evening ritual to reflect and make sure that you've got things written down that you need to do the next day so you're not laying there thinking about them before you go to sleep. So now that we know why we need morning and evening routines, let's start looking at some examples of what a morning and evening routine would look like. I can't tell you what to make your morning and evening routine look like, okay? This is entirely up to you. Like a lot of other things that we do, you have to sort of sit down, go through some trial and error, and figure out what this is going to look like specifically for you. But here are some of the things that we want to see. Let's start with a morning routine. First, you want to try to get up out of bed and spend about 30 minutes to an hour without looking at a screen. No phones, no TVs, no laptops, no tablets. That allows you to be proactive. Once you start to look at screens, you're starting to react to whatever is on that screen. If you haven't gone through the proper ritual before you start reacting, your entire day is going to be reacting. A good morning routine is going to have you getting up at a regular, consistent time at least on a daily basis or a weekly basis. So for example, during the week, Monday through Friday, I'm up every morning at 4 a.m. On the weekends, I'm up at 5.30 or 6. That doesn't mean I don't have a morning routine. It changes slightly on the weekends, but it's so regular and consistent that I don't throw off my circadian rhythms just because I got an extra hour, hour and a half sleep, maybe two hours at the max. It's not like I'm getting up at 4 o'clock on the weekday mornings and sleeping in until 9 or 10 o'clock on the weekends. That's going to throw me off when I get back to Monday morning. Some people like to use morning routines to meditate, read, or write. Maybe you want to sit down when everything's still calm in the morning and just reflect on that calmness. Or some people will read devotional guides or religious guides, maybe the Bible or something when they get up in the morning if that's their thing to get ready for the day or they use this as an opportunity to journal. As we said before, a morning routine is going to allow you to set your intention to that day. Right? What do you want to accomplish? How and why do you want to accomplish those things? This will also help you give you an opportunity to produce your to-do list. Pick your three to five things that you really want to accomplish during the day. This is a good time to reflect on those, make sure they get accomplished. A good morning routine may include a good breakfast mindfully making your own breakfast and sitting down and eating it. Mindful eating is a good dietary habit. Something, again, we will discuss at some time in the future on good dietary habits. You want a breakfast that's high in protein, fats, and carbohydrates, well-rounded, and is going to keep you satiated throughout the day so that you're not getting to the office at 10 o'clock and completely distracted because you are so hungry because you didn't have a good breakfast. 
Some people put a workout into their morning routine. And bottom line, whether it's a morning routine or an evening routine, this is something that you want to protect. And your level of protection of your morning and evening routines is going to vary from person to person. But what I mean by this is you don't want to make your morning routine easily sacrificed to just any whims that come into your life. If you have a positive evening routine, then it's something that even on the weeknights or the weekends that you're going to organize the rest of your schedule around. So if you have an evening routine in which you know you need to be in bed by 10 o'clock at night because you're going to get up really early the next morning, then you do what you need to do in order to get to bed by 10 o'clock at night. Let's switch over to an evening routine. Evening routines need to be doing more of something than just doing nothing. I mentioned this sort of earlier as well. I'm not just plopping down in front of a TV and mindlessly letting it wash over me as I try to wind down for bed. Right? I'm actively doing things that are going to prepare me for better sleep. An evening routine should start somewhere between an hour to 90 minutes prior to going to bed. An evening routine is going to include at some point you are going to cut off work, i.e. creation or production from your brain so that it can start to wind down and get ready for bed. So in other words, you go to, to work during the day. In order to start your evening routine at some point, maybe it's at 7 o'clock at night, you're going to say, after 7 o'clock, I'm no longer answering emails, I'm no longer taking phone calls, I'm no longer sending emails, etc. Right? Phone goes away, laptop goes away, I'm focusing in on something else. You need to eliminate blue light screens during your evening routine, approximately 30 minutes to an hour before you go to bed. So put away the tablet, put away your phone. If you're going to read before bed, there are glasses and other things that you can get for your tablets in order to eliminate that blue light, or just go buy a regular book. You might want to read during your evening routine, as I just said. A lot of people will read either self-reflective type books, fiction or nonfiction, Something that's different than what you deal with during the day, so you can sort of start to focus your brain on something else. You may also use an evening routine for gratefulness or reflecting journals. Write down three to five things that you are grateful for, either in your life or from that day. Or as we've talked about already, a good evening routine will allow you to reflect on your day. Some people like to write this stuff down. It's the best possible way to reflect and effectuate change is to write it down for you to see it and read it. A good evening routine is going to include some sort of activity, whether it be walking, maybe an evening yoga. You can Google evening yoga routines. Maybe you want to do some stretching or breathing exercises. Walking is something that goes all the way back to the Stoics of philosophy, who used to say that walking is the greatest way to sort of wind down and relax. You can use walking to clear your brain right, from a really busy, stressful day. It provides a lot of separation. And like your morning routine, you're going to set a time to go to bed in your evening routine, a time that you are going to relax, go to bed, turn the lights off, right? even if it means you're putting the book down and finishing up your reading. Finally, in order to get started on a uh, evening routine, this doesn't, isn't something that needs to be perfect. Right, take some baby steps, set a plan, create reminders, start small. Make little changes that you can effectuate over a period of time. Before you know it, 
you'll have a full morning and evening routine. Okay, let's go ahead and end the episode with a quote. Once again, we're going a little bit long here. The quote this time comes from a Stoic philosopher named Marcus Aurelius. He is one of the three most well-known Stoic philosophers, Seneca, uh, Epictetus, and Marcus Aurelius. He said, quote, When you arise in the morning, think of what a precious privilege it is to be alive, to create, to think, to enjoy, to love. End quote. Set your morning routine, set your evening routine. Let positive things bookend a strong, busy, and productive day. We'll talk to you guys again on The Stronger Revolution. I hope you enjoy the show.